0: Everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Inspiring Women Weekly Podcast. LaShonda here, and I hope that you are having another great day and ready to have yet a great week. So we are back. we back with another episode in the She Inspires series. Today, I'm interviewing Dr. LaQuanda Johnson, who is an assistant professor at North Carolina A&T State University in Greensboro borough north carolina aggie pride to all the aggies out there laquana is a professor of supply chain management in the engineering department and she has been working at T as a professor for the past six years so that means that laquana became a professor at the age of 26 y'all In today's episode, LaQuanda and I will be discussing her journey to becoming a professor, the challenges that she had to face, how she was able to stay focused. And most importantly, we really hope this episode inspires you to go the distance. So take a listen. So LaQuanda, thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. I really, really
1: appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited mm, to no have an opportunity to speak with you and your audience today.
0: Awesome, awesome. So whenever I was thinking about this episode going the distance, you mm-hmm. were the first person who came to my mind when it comes to mm-hmm. someone who has really just they are just doing the thing in their career and just have really gone kind of to the top of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to have you on just to help others who may be considering going this route in their career. Maybe not the same field, but they really want to challenge themselves and go to the top. So first and foremost, what do you do? Let's let everybody know (laughs) what it is (laughs) that you do. What is your career?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I am a professor at uh, North Carolina A&T State University in Greensboro, North Carolina. And so I've been a professor uh, in supply chain management. So my PhD is actually in industrial engineering and my concentration at the grad school level was supply chain management and operations research. And so mm-hmm. when I finished, um, I accepted a position um, in supply chain management. And I've been in that role now for going on six years.
0: Wow. So a professor at A&T for six years.
1: Yeah. Professor at, A&T for six years. And so with that, you know, I teach um, undergraduate courses. I teach graduate courses. I do research. Um, I serve on committees, so it, it encompasses a variety of things, but yeah, that's what I've been doing now for about six years.
0: So just to show how bomb you are,
1: how <laughs> old are you? I am 32. Mm, 30
0: <laughs> round of applause for that. 32 Thank and a professor at A&T Aggie Pride to all the a listeners. I know that we have some who, Absolutely. who have gone to a this is awesome to be a professor, no Thank small feat. So How many years were you in school?
1: I was in school a total of eight years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It was eight years. I went to school eight years straight, um, which was, you know, required a lot of perseverance and yeah. just being determined, um, to, to, you know, reach the goal that I had set out for myself. And so, yeah, I started, at 18 and I went on to undergrad um 18 to 22 and then I went straight into grad school and I was in grad school from 22 to 26.
0: Wow. Okay. And I
1: finished my PhD at 26.
0: Wow. Okay. Awesome. So mm-hmm. tell me how did you mm-hmm. find out about this field? So Laquanda and I are both from the same hometown, a little small mm-hmm. town, Marlboro mm-hmm. County small town. Yeah. I yes. don't know anybody in this position. <laughs> did you know did mm-hmm. you know about the field? So how did you find out about this this field and how did you mm-hmm. know that it was your passion?
1: Well, I, I knew that I, you know, in school, I knew I was good at math and science, you know, that was my thing. Um, and I have two older brothers who both went into engineering and so they both did electrical engineering. And so I knew I wanted to go into engineering, but I didn't really know what field of engineering. Okay. And so my sophomore year... Of high school. Well, let me back up my freshman, my freshman year of high school. Um, there was someone, uh James Brown. So uh oh, we yeah, actually Alex. Call him hey, Alex, Alex, yeah. <laughs> you know, him Alex, right? So our families, you know, were pretty close and uh were pretty connected. And so yeah. he d- applied for this program called NASA Sharp. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, he was like, you know, you should do it. Like you should apply for the program. Uh, it's a really great opportunity. And so um, my sophomore year, I applied for the program, and I was selected to do it. And so the program in and of itself, it sends you to one of seven schools. So I think University of Michigan was one, MIT, Georgia Tech, and there were some others. And so I was selected to go to the University of Michigan for the summer for a eight-week engineering research program. mm mm-hmm. And then when I did that program, I really loved the University of Michigan. Like I really loved the environment. I loved the people. I mean, it was thirteen hours away from home. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but I really loved it. Yeah. Um. And so I I went up to to Michigan that summer, to so the University of Michigan. I did research with a professor uh, in chemical engineering, and uh, he provide an opportunity for me to come back the following summer. So this was the summer after my junior year uh, and going into my senior year. So I went back for a second time and then uh, still doing chemical engineering research. And I did some more research on just the different engineering fields and decided to go into industrial engineering because although chemical engineering was good, um, I wanted to be in a field that, um, I would be I would interact with people more. Um, mm-hmm. I was more process oriented, uh, more mathematical modeling focused. And I knew industrial engineering um, had all of those different characteristics. And so, yeah, I you know, after that, I came back uh, to start my senior year. Convinced that I wanted to go into industrial engineering.
0: And then all those years later, <laughs> you right, right. On the yeah. other in the other side of the classroom, actually teaching those who are going into the program, so um, yeah that's awesome so. I stopped at my master's degree. I could not imagine <laughs> going oh to school for four more years. Where? How did you stay focused and stay committed? When I'm sure that there were times where it was really tough. I don't, I can't say that you ever thought about quitting, but how did you stay? Oh, absolutely. Focused? Yeah, and <laughs> I, I
1: think that's like a norm. I, think, mm-hmm. I mean, because you know, you got to think about it. You go to school for you know eight years. I mean, that's a yeah. lot, like nonstop. Yeah. So there were no breaks in between. Um in between that time frame and so there were you know challenges and and struggles and difficulties and um but what really kept me going was my why right mm. so i had to keep reminding myself like why am i doing this like why do i want to get my phd why do i want to be a professor why do i yeah. want to go into this particular field so it really was my why and and, and that why is layered you know not was it just to be in a, a career that I had a passion for, um to be in a field that would provide a great income, but it was also to cha- help change my generational trajectory. Because you right. know, my, as you mentioned before, you know, we grew up in a small, small town. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know with my family, you know, resources weren't readily available. Yeah. Um And so I wanted to change my generational trajectory. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I wanted to uh, position myself to be able to provide for um, my children a different life Mm -hmm. than um, a better life, you know what I mean? Than um, what it was that, you know, we had. Not to say that it was a bad life because it wasn't, right? You know, we just didn't have the resources. We just didn't have um, access to a lot of opportunities that I wanted to make sure um, going forward that my family would have access to. So I had to constantly remind myself of the why. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And that in and of itself would just keep me going.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good point to keep the why in mind, keep the end goal In in mind that that will keep you going. So, how did you get the confidence? Because like you just said, coming from where we come from, I know you Mm -hmm. said you mentioned Alex, but Mm -hmm. you know, how did you gain the confidence in the classroom, especially to Mm -hmm. you know say I'm going to go this far with Mm -hmm. it, coming from Marlboro County?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know that in and of itself took time Mm -hmm. because you know just to kind of go back. So when I got to my senior year. I knew that I wanted to go to, to the university of Michigan. And I mean, I applied there. Um, I applied to uh, Spelman college, which I got into, I applied nice. to a um, and and I got into there and I applied to Georgia tech, which I did not get into. Mm-hmm. And I applied to the university of Michigan, which I did get into the university of Michigan and the university of Michigan was my number one choice. So I knew mm-hmm. that had I gotten into that school that I was going. Um, but when I, I got there, it was, you know, completely different from Marlboro County. Mm -hmm. I mean, like night and day. I mean, it was 40,000 students and the engineering population, the the minority engineering population was such a small percentage Mm. um, at that time. So it, you know, you really have to surround yourself around a good network of people that are really pushing and trying to achieve what it is you're trying to achieve. Right. Right. So we work better together. Iron sharpens iron. And so I really had the opportunity to connect with some great people that I still keep in contact with to this day um, while at Michigan. And um, we just encouraged each other, you know, we had study groups and, and we had, you know, sessions in the library and, you know, we really encouraged and inspired each other, during those times where it might have been difficult to have the confidence level that is required in order to push through.
0: Yeah, that's good. So you had your tribe, you found your Absolutely. tribe of people.
1: <laughs> I highly recommend that. Like, yeah. And, you know, the University of Michigan is, is you know, it was a, and is a predominantly uh, majority institution. So, yeah. you know, I definitely recommend having your tribe. Mm-hmm. Like you need that. It's, it's you don't want to go into it With the mindset of that I can do this and will do this on my own. Mm. Right. You need to have a good network of people that you can rely on and that can rely on you also.
0: That's good. That's really good advice. Mm -hmm. So, did you have to deal with people who Mm kind of try to say to you, Maybe you shouldn't do this, maybe you should not go all the way through school, just go, Mm -hmm. you know, work in the field, go get a job, or people who didn't understand Mm -hmm. what it is that you were trying to do, but because it was so you know, so different. Sometimes when you don't see people who are doing it, others doubt whether you can or not. So mm-hmm. did you have to deal with mm-hmm. doubters? And if so, how did you handle that?
1: <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. You know, I would say that I did experience that. So to answer your question, yes. Mm-hmm. But I typically experience that from individuals who were not trying to go where I wanted to go. Right. You You know what I mean? So it's it's like... I want to get a PhD, right? I want to get a PhD in this field. And so the people who were encouraging me to do that were people who were pursuing PhDs or people who already had PhDs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so, excuse me, most of the doubters were people who didn't have the credentials that I wanted to, to get or obtain, right? right? And so sometimes I think, and I don't, I don't want this to sound the the wrong way, but Mm -hmm. I think sometimes those who doubt you um, may doubt you because they themselves have not pushed or don't have the desire or the, they don't have whatever it is that's needed to go to that next step. Yes. Right. So they may, you know what I mean? So it's, it's hard for them to see, you achieving this goal as a viable option if they themselves have not achieved it.
0: Yes. Th- yes. I get what you're saying? Yeah, it's like the saying about um a giraffe getting upset because a turtle doesn't understand its perspective. You
1: know Absolutely. Two, Absolutely. Different,
0: two, different exactly plan, two different two different Two different levels. So I completely get what you're saying.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So 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 the doubter so then in those um uh you know situations I think you have to really um reevaluate your circle. You know, mm-hmm. I think you have to really um do an assessment to say, you know, is is this person trying to help me to get to where I need to be or is this person trying to prevent me from from getting where getting to the place um that I desire to get to? And and so yeah, absolutely. I, I had people who encouraged me and motivated me and inspired me. But then I also had people that questioned, you know, why do you want to do this? Like is this even necessary? So you have, you know, people from both ends of the spectrum.
0: Right. Okay. So, since you have gone the distance, was it worth it? Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you know, I cannot I can't even begin to describe mm-hmm. how what it's like on the other side. Yeah. You know, I mean, you go through a lot to get there. And mm-hmm. I, and I would say my my toughest year was like right at the end, mm, you know, my, my, <laughs> my last year in my PhD program. Um, I had three family deaths back to back. Oh, wow, to. you know, so my my grandfather passed away, and then three months later, my I'm sorry my my grandmother passed away, and then three months later, my grandfather passed away, and then three months later, my mother's husband passed away, mm. and so it was like back to back to back. Like three deaths yeah. in a matter of like nine months, you know, and so it's in. It was like, what's happening,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: And and I had never, you know, really. I had never really experienced anything like that or anything yeah. similar to that. Um, and so, but I continued to push through. I continued to push through, and um, I was able, you know, to finish, and it has been amazing. On the other side, just the opportunity to to work in a field that I absolutely love, mm-hmm. um, and just to be able to inspire my students. You know, I've I've had students that have decided to go on to get PhDs. Yeah. Um, I I just have had the opportunity to travel to conferences here in the U.S. and then conferences in in other countries. Like it's just been an amazing amazing journey, and I'm just getting started. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm 32. So I'm still yeah. so very young, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so this is like only the beginning mm-hmm. and I um I definitely say it's it's worth it. If I had to do it all over again, I would.
0: That's awesome to hear cuz I think sometimes mm-hmm.
1: we get so caught up in
0: in the in between, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. um that we we quit before we can finish. So mm-hmm. going back to what you just mentioned about how tough things really got at the mm-hmm. end, which is when things typically happen, you know, close when yeah. you're almost to the finish line is when things are your toughest what do you think that you said to yourself the most to keep mm-hmm. you going, to keep you from quitting and to keep you, um, and help you get across the finish line? hmm
1: hmm a, a multitude of things, right? So, so one being, again, reminding myself of the why mm-hmm. Two, knowing that I wanted to make, you know, my, my family proud. I wanted to, to make them happy, especially those that the family members, my, you know, my grandparents that had passed away. Yeah. Um, and I had come too far. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like I'd come too far to where quitting just was not an option mm-hmm. because that all of that time would have been wasted. And right. it, it's like, I would not have been able to see a return on my investment. And I looked at my time as an investment. Right. And so if I decided to, to stop and give up at that moment, then I don't see a return, you know? So it's like, I've got to keep going because at this point I've spent too many years preparing for this degree. Right. And, and so I said, you know, you got to just keep on moving forward and pushing forward. And my faith also was a major part. It wasn't me in and of myself. Yeah. Um, it was definitely, you know, God working through me and my prayers, my family's prayers, um, And so just believing that um, there is someone else working on my behalf Mm -hmm. um, was was very encouraging for me to just keep going. Awesome. Okay.
0: So Mm -hmm. my last question is, what advice do you have, the number one piece of advice you have for someone who is considering going to get their PhD or making a career change and following their dreams or doing something that seems difficult or maybe even seem impossible to do? What's the number one piece of advice you have for them? The number one piece of
1: advice, I would say the number one piece of advice um, to not let it be about you, Mm. right? To not let going the distance, getting the PhD, to not let that be about you. But to let it be about those that will come after you, primarily your children and your grandchildren. Mm. I'm really big on changing your generational trajectory, changing your generational outlook. We have the power to do that, right? Um, Your your current state does not have to be your future state Mm. or your past state doesn't have to be your future state, right? Right. What you you encounter doesn't have to be what your children encounter and what your grandchildren encounter or what your grandchildren can encounter. Like, you can change that. So when you're making the decision, don't let the decision be about you alone, right? Let it be about something so much bigger than you, which is um, the generations that will come after you that you want to positively impact um, and the legacy that you want to leave.
0: That's awesome. I was not expecting that answer, but that was no. an awesome, amazing answer. Like to think about your legacy, you know, and, yeah, and setting absolutely. those up. Not even just you know your family too, but I mean, you got to think about the people who are in Marlboro County who are able now to look at you as like, mm. well, if she could do it, then now it's possible. So yeah. you you even affecting the whole community of people, you know, absolutely. from from going the distance. So mm. um, thank you so much for your time, and thank you so much for just being an aspiring woman. I really appreciate it. You are so
1: welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Like, you are doing amazing things. Like, this podcast is awesome.
0: Thank you. I love the fact that
1: you're doing it and you're doing amazing things in your career and you're inspiring women on a weekly basis. (laughs) That (laughs) is just awesome on so many levels. So, yeah, thank you for having me.
0: No problem. Thank you. So, guys, I really hope that you enjoyed this interview with Dr. Laquanda Johnson. Thank you so much again, Laquanda, for taking out your time and inspiring us all to really go the distance in whatever it is that that you want to do in life, guys. It is never too early. It is never too late. You're never too young. You're never too old. You can make a change. You can do it. You can go as far as you want to go. Set your goals and go for it. So I hope that you feel inspired to go the distance in your life, to work hard towards fulfilling your ultimate goals, and to know that you can truly do anything if you stay focused and remember why you started. So until next time, stay encouraged and inspire someone else along the way. Okay, guys, that is it for today's episode. Another She Inspires interview is in the books. I hope that you guys really, really, really enjoy it. For the show notes, visit inspiringwomenweekly.com. Have a great week and I will talk to you guys in the next episode.